Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is October 7th. Man, this year is whipping by. It I mean, really I, is. For some strange reason, when I sat down in here, I had March in my mind. Oh, really? Because it was one of those dates that we were, t- what we were talking about We were talking about, about St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah. And, and I had March in my mind, and I looked, and it was October 7th. What? This year has flown, hasn't it? Has. It has. We'll be in Halloween before you know it. Yeah, we'll be past Christmas, and I'll be grateful. <laughs> yes, you will. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I put out a. Uh, I put out a. Uh, uh, for immediate release, I put out a press release today to all of the uh, um, realtors and st- in, the, in the newspapers and stuff like that to try to get uh, warehouse space. That's that's the biggest stress. Right. I mean, the, the toys on a stress. We we we. Collected and donated over 30,000 toys that this community gives. That's not the question. When you ask for a toy, they have no problem. When you ask for a building, yeah, that's when they buy A bog. big building. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll get it. I mean, if, if we don't get it, the kids don't get it. Right. And then the community ultimately ends up paying for it. So we'll, we'll get it somehow. It just stresses me out. But, you know, something gratefully, those are the stresses that I have trying to help people today. I mean, the stresses that I used to have were self-induced, self-inflicted emotional terrorism on myself. Right. You know, and and today I try not to do that. I try to allow the outer lying things just like this to stress me out. I mean, stress is stress. Yeah. Your body doesn't know the difference, but fortunately enough is to help kids. We went, speaking of to help kids, we went to um, the uh, Donators Appreciation Day at Save the Chimps. Oh, really? It's the the sanctuary that we have in Fort Pierce. I I never knew it was there. I didn't either. They've got a chimp sanctuary? They have a chimp sanctuary. Wow. There's over 260 chimpanzees Where are they getting them? Uh, they, I don't think they're taking any more right now. I think they're at capacity, but they got them from um, lab testing. Uh, they got them from the Air Force, the, chimps, Air Force. the chimps that were put in space. Oh, yep, up in oh NASA. yes. They got them from um, bogus circuses, mm-hmm. you know, and they live their life. They get three meals a day. They live, they live, there's like eight different families or colonies. And they all live on like a like an island type thing with bridges and swings and it's like they're it's like they're in their own habitat. Are they swinging and playing? And- uh yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were. I mean it just it just it it wasn't what I expected. But I'm grateful that I went to see it because, you know, we, we go see, we were talking about the Humane Society and we were talking about, you know, I, I see on social media, you know, like uh, I always try to share when somebody loses their pet and right. there's all these different little websites. And to see um, 
people taking care of um, nature like that was was so awesome. Oh, I'm you know, sure. Like we got to drive through in a trolley, and we stopped at a couple of spots, and they told us about what they do, how they're funded. It costs $17,000 a day. A day? A day. Wow. To feed these chimpanzees. Can you imagine how much money that they have to raise a year? Wow. No. Yeah. How do they do it? Well, um, they have a lot, of, a lot of big donors like Walmart, uh, uh, okay. Amazon, Target. Uh, the local Treasure Treasure Coast Food Bank mm-hmm. is is their their largest local donator. I guess you would have to have experts that know what chimps eat, what type of habitat they need. Well, they're all they're all biologists and stuff ah, that work there. Okay. So that we went, we stopped at one thing, and they were they were looking for volunteers, and uh, like you pack raisins and stuff in in like a in like a. Uh, it looked almost like a cribbage board mm-hmm. with bigger holes, and you put raisins in there, and and that's that's how they they manipulate their fingers to get the raisins ah, out. Okay. And there's other things you put nuts in with holes, and they get their fingers in there, and they move them all down to where it's where they get them out of the bottom, and it, and I guess what it is, they put peanut butter in a tube, and they, they yeah. know how to yeah. So there's there's a bunch of different things that they they do with them on a daily basis. It's all voluntary. If the if the chimp doesn't want to do it, it doesn't yeah. have to. Are they but, all older chimps? Or um, I think. Are they the, having I think babies? The youngest one is twelve. Oh, okay. How long? I don't know how long. And they the live. oldest one is fifty-five or something oh, like my. that. Oh my! Yeah. So the, from kids to kids to adults, age. And, they, and they all they all live within their own family. Mm-hmm. Like if they take a chimp in, they take they take uh, chimps from the different families and introduce them and see which one see gets along. See where they fit better. And then if the the head one, whatever you call that, the head chimp, yeah. accepts it, they'll bring it in ah. with the family. Uh, but the I alpha think, chimp. <laughs> yeah, the alpha chimp. But they stopped, uh, they stopped taking them, I think, because they're kind of at capacity yeah. right now. So I think maybe through attrition, they'll probably stop. If right now they didn't never, they never took another chimp, the woman said that they would be open for at least 40 more years. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think I thought that was just so cool to have that in our backyard, and they never let it. They they let the public in twice a year, right? You know, so it does not upset the environment of the chimp whatsoever. Although they said they said that um, on the days that they let people in, they see people, they get all excited yeah. because they know they're getting fed an hour early. Yeah. So even twice a year. They know. I mean, they, they're very intelligent creatures. Oh, yeah. I mean, close to being a person. <laughs> close yeah, I mean, to being they, a they, person. They, you know, they're, they're a lot more intelligent than me sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, during the week, you know, we last week we were anticipating a guest and, and it didn't happen. And, um, you know, it, it kind of, my mindset gets like kind of, boggled when I'm anticipating someone coming on and then it's like oh yeah I didn't call so so the show goes kind of on its own little course so during the week I listen back to it and it's funny because I hear in my voice and some of the things that I say like um I was anticipating 
something and I can hear in my voice that I was let down. Right. Yeah, it's it's funny when you when you talk to a child or when you talk to somebody else, the normal reaction is is you can feel their their energy. Right. And I could feel my energy in, in my voice. And it was kind of funny. That's very interesting that you say that because well, I, I did not, I can't stand to hear my own voice. So I usually don't listen to myself. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it's weird. That That's just me. But yeah, I, I can feel that too. Even after all this time that we've been doing this, you don't like listening to your voice? No. I've gotten accustomed to mine. It, it doesn't first, sound like me. You know, the, I think the voice you hear in, inside yeah. your own head doesn't sound like what's coming out. No, I don't sound like me in my ear either, but I sound like I'm supposed to, to right. me. You know, so I so it's it's weird like that. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been doing this now? Oh. Ten years. Almost, almost. yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in all different aspects yes. of it, but we've been doing it for ten years. So why don't we just start talking about addiction and recovery now that we're fifty three minutes into the show? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite fifty three. Well, I'm I'm exaggerating, but we we addicts exaggerate. You know that. Yes, I do know yeah. that. I most definitely do. What do you mean by that? Well, <laughs> going to call me on it? You want specifics? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Shall we talk about the, uh, the, uh, the ego, the lack of ego, what it, what it makes you guys do? It's a very, um, yes. it's a very interesting conundrum. The, what is it that you say? A major ego with an inferiority complex? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, one minute I feel greater than, and the next minute I feel less than. You know, the funny thing is, is I was talking to somebody this week, actually, that I hadn't spoken to in a little while. And um, it, it did my heart good to remind me that my, that my journey... It is worthwhile, you know, because I, I like like I said before, you know, I, I sometimes you go through the day numb. Sometimes you go through the day or I go through the day not even thinking that I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict and that, you know, I have X amount of time clean and this and that and the other thing. I just I'm just a, a normal pog out there in the world. Right. And when someone calls, all of that stuff comes flowing back in. Right. You know, and and it gave me gratitude to be able to share a little bit of experience, strength, and hope, and you know, be able to be there because that was one of the hardest things that that I that I had to do when I when I first came around was ask for help. Right. For the longest time, I always thought I would go to a meeting and I would say, "Yeah, you know, I'm I, w- I was in an AA meeting or an NA meeting or whatever A it was that I was in." I always said, yeah, yeah, this is great. They're there, and I'm just outside. You know what I mean? Right. If I need them, if I need them, I can I can call. And I never really allowed myself to say help. And it took me a few years of of more turmoil, self inflicted death, to say help. You know, I finally hit my saturation point, and uh, I had no choice but to say help. And, and I'm grateful today when someone calls uh, along my journey. Many people have called. Many people have asked advice, um, you know, just wanted to say hi, uh, just, you know, whatever. And it always brings me back to the first day that I said help. And we're, 
were you afraid to say help or you didn't want to say help because you knew you were going to have to do the work? Is that a, is that a big part of it? That's probably all of it. Yeah. But, you know, I was always, you know, it's that, it's that dumbass guy thing. You know, you don't, you know, to, to ask for help, it was, I felt weak, which, yeah. which I was, uh, to ask for help. I, I, you know, being a Marine, I, I learned, you know, never surrender, stand fast and die, which I was doing like right. a moron, you know, and all I had to do was get out of my own way and say, you know, I, I just don't, I'm just not cool with what I'm doing. And boom, these gates flew open and, thou- and I don't want to say thousands, but a lot of people reached out their hand and said, you know, walk with us and everything will be all right. Believe that we believe until you can believe yourself. And I always said, I always thought, you know, that's stupid, but I'm still going to take that hand and walk yeah. that way. And ultimately, I, that's what I say today. And I think you that's know? what you got to, you know, you just got to have, like you always say, the willingness. Yeah. The willingness to take that hand and, and walk the way they tell you to walk. Because they're doing something right that you aren't doing right now. You know, yeah. or that you weren't doing back then. They were they were doing something right because they were able to cope. You know, well with they life. found that they found a way. Yeah, you know, yeah, because these were all people that were on the street with me, and I thought they were dead. You know, yeah. I thought they were I thought they were either dead or they left the state because they were <laughs> because they were gone. Yeah, you know, and and of course, after I embraced a new way to live, I'm sure that there were people that thought the same of me mm-hmm. because you can't go back. Right. To stand in your old ghost, you know? I mean, he's still standing out there somewhere waiting for me. I'm just not interested to find out where he's at. Right. Definitely not. I don't... I think it takes a lot of courage to do what you did and to do what any of you all do when you do go in and and say, I need help, I can't do this myself or by myself. And that is probably the hardest thing to do. But gosh, once you do it, doesn't it just... Make life so much better. It, it it does free up a lot, you know. But but then, but then after all of that, you know, you have to once you say help and once you once you quote unquote commit. I think that's when all the uneasiness and guilt and all your ego is all whacked out and all of that right. stuff. I think all of that stuff comes flooding in. And I don't necessarily know if that's just the disease, the disease, or whatever wanting to sabotage you again Mm -hmm. i haven't known of anyone that put it down walked in and went oh this is great and i'm never looking back there may be someone i they just weren't in my presence yeah i know there there is a struggle that ensues afterward Mm -hmm. and the struggle you know to be trite the struggle is real yeah but you've got a whole community of people behind you that want you to do well and Mm -hmm. are more than happy to share how they did it. It may that, not work for you, but you can take nuggets of that and, and apply it to your own life. Right. And, and and all of those people want good for you. And all it takes is one, not two, yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's the one that's driving the bus at that moment. And that's, that's the scary thing. You know, but I'm grateful today that I can get out of my own way and that I can allow other people in my life just to say, help. And it reaffirms me saying help. Right. You know, and and 
that just goes to show you that I may have a few days more um, in this, you know, in the in the saddle of of uh, recovery, but I'm still just the same individual, you know. And even after 30 years clean, I, clean and sober, I, I've always said that today is a good day to drink and drug. It's what I do. How do how do I combat that? I stay aware. I stay I stay awake. I stay open, and I sh- express willingness to help. Well, and you know, you you always say too. You have a toolkit. If mm-hmm. you feel yourself, you know, going into a bad space, mm-hmm. you know what to do. You have people yeah. you can call. You have things you can read. You have meetings you can go to. You have a, a, you know just a battery of things that you can apply to your life to try to make it better in that moment. I like to because say, it's that moment that yeah, can right. flip the switch. I like to say Rolodex because the kids don't know what the hell I'm yeah. talking about. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And and you know, I'm grateful today that we have this vehicle. Right. You know, this is this is incredible. We're talking to people in different countries right now. And and that blows my mind every time I I get the uh, report. I didn't even really look at it today because I was busy doing something and my phone dinged and I got the report from where the where the listeners were. And it blows my mind every time I open it up and I see like Russia or China or I mean right. I expect Ireland. I mean I, they, yeah. they they better, you know. And of course <laughs> the United States, but it blows my mind that Japan is listening. How? Well. This uh, disease is everywhere. Yeah, and it, you know, it's it's a great leveler. Doesn't matter, you, you know, doesn't matter who you are, it can happen to you, or it can happen to somebody in your family. Right. And it's very, very difficult to deal with. Yeah, and you know the 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 great thing is is that through all the damage, I don't think my family would be the same family that we are today if we didn't trudge through the mud like we did for many years with with uh, two alcoholic parents, uh, an alcoholic family, uh, a drug addict family. You know, I we I think we hit every we tipped every stone in the, in that aspect, and I think that today we are that much better. I think we have that much more awareness of life because mm-hmm. of the journey right. that we've walked through. I still have people who don't even have a clue, you know, like they, they still, they still, everything is still morally wrong. Like I'm, I'm 30 years clean and people still look at me morally. Yeah. Well, you know, he, yeah, he's an addict. Yeah. I mean, like why, that's why something bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Joe's coming to visit tomorrow. He, uh, he and I, a couple of years ago, we were going to go uh, meet a, a, you know, a lifelong friend, and uh, sadly he's not with us anymore. And he said, he said, "Come on, guys, you you, you get high on the weekends, right?" <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you you guys wouldn't be here, <laughs> no, and, if you were and, doing that. But but guess who's not here? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sadly, the I'm one that sorry said, to Come hear on, that. Guys, you know you. Yeah, so we kind of backed out of going down to see him because it probably wouldn't have been too uh, too great of an experience, you know. You, you have to kind of monitor where you are today, right. you know. And and if you have any questions or if you have any comments, if you want to 
Hear Yourself Talk Worldwide. I know that sounds intimidating, but it's just talking to Alan and I. Call 866-472-5792 with your questions, comments, whatever, when Alan and I return on the Miracles in Recovery radio show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. So now that we've spoken about me for the past 13 and a half minutes, <laughs> how's Ellen's week? Well, I, you know, as we were talking before the show, I'm having a little struggle with my son. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure where to go with this. But, he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he is having difficulties periodically. I would call it binging in a very bad way. And... You know, he's struggling, and I, I know all I can do is tell him I love him and, you know, that I'm there for him, but he is going to have to figure out how to handle this problem himself. And it's very, it, it's very hard for me as his mom. You know, the first thing mm-hmm. I want to do is jump in and try to fix it, and I can't, and I know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been down this road long enough to know that it's not mine to fix, and I'm not going to be able to. Right. But it's still, you know, it's a struggle. It it's scary, and it makes me sad because you know at the bottom of it all is a a very um, a very sad soul. You know, he's yeah. struggling a lot with bad feelings about himself. Now he's twenty eight, right? Right. Do you still look at him 
like through a 13-year-old eye, kind no. of? No. No, no. Not at all? No. I mean, you know, he... I mean, in cases, in, in, in points like this where you want to help him and you can't. Not even that, no. no. I, I, I look at him as I've looked at a lot of other people, you know, young, yes, yeah. who are struggling with this. And I understand the struggle having watched his sister do it for so long. And, you know, in some ways, I, I know that he felt abandoned by me because he was, you know, he was kind of just there. And, and all of my attention was focused on on all the stuff that she was doing and, you know, how frightening it all was and, and dealing with it. And it's very easy, I think, as a family to focus on the addict and not oh, on everybody else. And sometimes that hurts them, too. And he actually told me he felt abandoned by both me and her. Yeah. But, you know, at the bottom of it all, you know, is a very, um, somebody that just doesn't have a lot of confidence in anything to do with himself. And and that's, you know, I don't know how to build that up. I you can't. You know, it's, it's funny because when you, when you look at people, you know, like you say, he doesn't have a lot of confidence. He was great in sports. Yes. Right? He, he excels at what he does now. And I don't necessarily know if, I mean, I uh, was one that, I knew that I, I knew that in school, no, but I was one that uh, athletically I knew I could do it, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. Yeah. You know, um, I would, I would go through the motions and do what I had to do and still be good, but I didn't care. Uh, and then there's the other one who was probably my brother that was on the field with me that wasn't feeling you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't. He felt inept, and he was excelling that much greater than I was. And it's just two different people. So everybody has a different reason for why they are who they are. But we all ultimately end up doing the same yes. behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the behavior is dangerous mm-hmm. and destructive. And frightening to those of us that are watching it from the outside. But I'm not wondering if, like, when I didn't care and that didn't, you know, hanging off the side of a building was, if you hear growling, that's not (laughs) Ellen, that's the dogs. (laughs) Um, Hanging off the side of a building, I would go, eh, let's just do that. It It didn't impress me. That, right. I would, that I had the ability to be able to, or, you know, the stupidity to do something like that. So maybe that's what I was looking for in drugs and alcohol. That adrenaline that I just, I don't know, you know, but I do know that there were times out there and I can remember them vividly where, you know, it was a very, very, you know, in New York City, very, very hairy stuff running through the streets and being chased and, you know, all of that madness. And I felt at home. That's nuts. It is nuts. Yeah. It's it's pretty scary. Well, you know, he he told me, he said, I'm mean. Yeah. And he can be very mean. Yeah. And that that disturbs me a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. you know that. Why do you still do it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if, If you have an awareness... Of the fact that you're mean and you're hurting other people, why can't you stop? 
Because it's all part of it, I think. I think it's, so, too. It's all part of, I the, think it's, so too. It's all part it, of the individual or the shell that we become. I think, I think all of that is the conscious breakdown of the disease on, on our subconscious mind. We're not, we're not in, intentionally trying to be mean. We're not intentionally trying to be shot at. We're not intentionally yeah, but, trying. But it's still enjoying the anger and the release yeah. of that anger at somebody, you know, for no particularly good reason. Mm. Well, it's a learned behavior as well. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah um, very definitely a learned behavior. Yeah. And I know where it came from. Yeah. And so does he. Yeah. So, but that doesn't make that that that, that yeah, doesn't. I know. Yeah. Knowing all this yeah. makes no difference. I don't know how you you go from where he is to where he needs to be. Well, you know, one thing that I was successful with was I, you know, said help. I got dragged along for a while until I said help, and you know, I, I told you the story about my sponsor and raising his hand so I could make the coffee and raising his hand so I could be the greeter and raising his hand so I could be the um, whatever, the secretary of the group and then raising his hand and then I beat him to it and said, I'll do it. And he said, you know, you finally made it. Yeah. You know, so I, I went kicking and screaming in, still saying help. So I, I, I truly believe that his journey is beginning as long as he stays open. And I just hope he does. Yeah. I just hope he does because he's going down a dark path otherwise. And, and he, I did suggest that he go to a meeting, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he did, but he did say, I'm not going to sit in there and pick up a white chip and say you know, <laughs> that I'm an alcoholic or this or that. And I said, you don't have to. All you need to do today is go in there and listen. Right. And listen and listen. And maybe, just maybe, you will meet somebody that you can talk to that you might want to say help to. You know, please help me because I want what you have. And you don't even really have to say it out loud. No. All you have to do is connect it in your in your exactly in your mind. And tomorrow, maybe you'll hear something that brings you back the following day. You know, they, they say stay in today and stay in the hour and stay in this. And I always needed justification be, to be able to bring myself back in the door. Right. Because I knew, I knew what I had to offer myself. Right. And I was, I was okay with accepting that. So I needed, for a long time before I fully surrendered, I needed proof that I was doing the right thing by sitting there for the hour or even the hour and a half however long the meeting was. I needed proof. So I needed somebody to connect with just a sentence that went in my mind and went, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. And and that ultimately gave me the decision, well, do you want to go back and hear more or do mm-hmm. you want to go back and hear yourself? And, you know, it slowly brought me to the point where um, I – Fully surrendered on February 28th, 1989. You said something so far away. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gone kicking and screaming ever since. I don't kick and scream as much, but it's still there. You know, uh, you, you, you don't experience it, but others have. 
Oh, the kicking and screaming? Yeah. No, I think I saw I've seen it once or twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We, I, I, everybody kicks and screams. Life is not going to be perfect. No. Nobody's perfect. No, but, but the thing is, is that once you find out that that's human behavior. Yes, that it's okay. Once you find out that it's okay to be angry and not have to attack. Once you find out that it's okay to stub your toe, scream, let it go. You don't have to medicate. It it becomes easier to live life on life's terms. It becomes easier yes. to walk through Walmart and grab gratitude. Now, Walmart really wasn't huge when I uh, first got clean, but we had a Kmart. Yeah. And we there was people in there too. People and at Kmart. I, but when I but when I walked in a, a huge store, when I walked in a mall, when I walked in anywhere where there were people, I was so self conscious of of yeah. them looking at me because I knew that I was a mess. So mm-hmm. they had to have known I was a mess. And today I don't do that. Today I walk into places and I and I have gratitude. And I see someone who may not be doing well. I don't immediately engage them, you know, because that's that's embarrassing. That would be embarrassing for me. So I wouldn't, you know, if I were if I were them, but I, I feel compassion yes. and, I, and I get gratitude. So all I have to do if I'm feeling crappy is go to a big store, and yeah. it makes me feel that much better. Which sounds weird. No, but. I understand that. And if you go to Walmart late at night, it it's a very interesting place. Yeah, well, even here you don't have to go late at night. Well, that's true. That's true. And they, they do have a website called People of Walmart, which is kind of mean. But the world is uh, is a mean place sometimes. And uh, to be able to find that gratitude is is the best. Right. You know, and, but it, it's almost like you have to flip something in your brain. And it's very difficult. And, I, you know, some of it, I think, is hereditary. You know, if you if you look at you know how it goes through families, so how do you how do you fight something that you inherited? You've got to have an awareness number one, and you've got to be willing to accept assistance and help number two, and you've got to do what people suggest. That just sounds like too much stuff I got to do. Well, you got to be aware, <laughs> you got to be willing, and right. you got to do. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's just really hard for you guys. Especially well, when I, you're in the thick of enjoying yeah. being high, or not maybe not enjoying it, but feeling the need to medicate yourself that and way. I think that's why they. I think that's why they suggest to, you know, get a sponsor and surround yourself with like-minded right. people. Um, I know when I surrounded myself with like-minded people, we were dropping like flies because we. Yeah, you went out and right did mind. the yeah, did yeah. your like-minded and, thing. You know when when I when I first came around or when I finally came around, uh, I think that I, you know, I didn't know why I was there. I knew why I was there. My 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 past showed why I was there, but I didn't know why I kept coming back because I still wanted to get high. Yeah. I still wanted to drink. I still wanted to drug. I still wanted to do all the things that I wanted to do, but I knew if I did. Tomorrow may never come. I mean, the reality is, is tomorrow may never come. Right, for any of But I want to give myself the best opportunity today, and that was to stay in a clear mind, you know, and, and embrace the world and, and all of my 
people with a, with an open, clear mind. And, and I, I couldn't do that while I was out there on the street. And, you know, today that's, that's really all I, all I want. I don't need a big fancy car. I don't need a huge house, you know, on the lake. And I don't need any of that stuff. That's all, that's all crap. I mean, if it was given to me, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> no, I know what you'd do. You'd get a dog sanctuary going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were just talking yeah. about the Humane Society, and I said, oh, i got to call Janelle. We're, yeah, we're gonna yeah. Take that I mean, over. I know what you'd do. You would, you would use it for good because yeah. that's how you are. But, you know, if, if you're out there and you're, you're banging around and doing this to yourself, it's just, it's so awful for everybody who loves you. It's it brutal. is so awful. It is. It, it, it is brutal. And, and, you know, like I said, I've been walking this road long enough to know that there's nothing I can do except, mm. except, except, accept. Yeah, but I think, I think you have a lot of experience with the acceptance that you can, that you can give a little, maybe, I don't want to say better guidance, but you can give a little more educated guidance. Right, right. You know. Well, with my daughter, my first thing was to smack her into rehab. Yeah, and that, that was just you were throwing band-aids on a... Well, yeah, I was throwing something was against the wall and thinking it yeah. was going to work, and it didn't. Yeah. But, and I don't think that would be the right thing for this one either, mm-hmm. just because the influences there are not going to be what, what he ultimately needs. What right. he needs is someone he respects enough to listen to and who's, who says, do what I say. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that's one of the things that we've talked about on other shows where... Where uh, cookie cutter uh, rehabs don't necessarily work, and one of the reasons why they don't is because I'm in there, he's in there, and then she's in there, and we're three completely different people. Right. Somebody's going to get something. If if we all went in, we would all come out, and if they they gave us a questionnaire, we would answer all the questions probably completely different. Right. You know, and that's why you, when you said something about. Um, Going in, you know, the suggesting of, of rehab, he's probably better off just going to meetings and finding his own way that way. I yeah. think I think a lot more people. I, I don't want to take anything away from rehab. I, I think I think they work. I think they're wonderful. But I think a lot of people put too much emphasis and weight. Well, on, yeah, everybody rehab saving you, their child, and that's just if not, you don't know, it's like it's a hospital. They're going to help. And you know maybe it maybe it does. The first one I was in was a hospital. Yeah, yeah, doctor's hospital in Worcester. I don't think it's called <laughs> doctor's hospital anymore. But no, they, it's probably owned by a corporation. No, but. I think it's ad care, it's, or it was. I don't know what it's changed to now, but um, you know. So so that's the thing about a cookie cutter mold. Everybody reads this. You know, you hand me a book, and we all read the same chapter. We're all going to have a different idea and outlook of what it was that we read. Right. Because you know, you're going to apply it to your life experience your life, yeah. and your family and you know, your friends, wherever you are. And that's okay. It's okay to do that. You know, you should be applying good advice to yeah. your own life mm-hmm. in whatever way you need to interpret it. But it's, it's just, it's very difficult to watch somebody suffer. And, and, you know, People say, oh, you know, they're out partying, doing this and that. No, no they're suffering. No. They're suffering. You know, and, and, and you're right. You know, you, you, you say, you know, they're out partying and this and that. and that. They're not. 
Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, he, he wasn't having a good day when you when no. you saw him. No, not at and, all. And, you know, and, sadly, You know, it was even worse when, you know, he woke up from what he was doing and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. And probably a little frightening. And I'm sure it's frightening for you because yeah, you've yeah. lived it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, I don't know if it's um, hereditary. I kind of think maybe some of it. You know, some of the. I think we're all susceptible to. I don't necessarily know if it's a genetic thing. I think that. I think that. Um, you well, know, I think there's an obsessive compulsive yeah. component to it. Well, well, but that's what I'm saying. Scientists can tell you, you know, monetarily for funding and is that the other thing that it's that it's hereditary and it's in the genes and all of that. But I think everyone has some kind of obsessive compulsive switch. That, yeah. And you know, because why why is some people in my family not and others are? It's not that it's genetic, it's just that my my makeup, we, I mean, we have the same chemical makeup, basically, you know, um, mine just reacted different to the stimulus that I was given it, and it was drugs and alcohol. Well, I think they're, you know, ADD and ADHD maybe do play a part in that. Both of my kids were diagnosed with one of the, you know, one was yeah. ADHD, one was ADD. And it, I don't know if, if that having that, it makes you feel different in school. And then, you know, so you've got to deal with, the feeling of being different and not good enough because, you know, you've got this quote-unquote problem. I think it's just a different way of learning that nobody ever applied or nobody ever studied enough, and now they're starting to apply different ways of learning to kids because we all do learn differently. I was great in a classroom. Right. I was at the top of my class I was great in a classroom, too, but I didn't learn. (laughs) Call 866-472-5792 with your questions or comments, and Ellen and I will... Talk more about the ADD, ADHD connection when we return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We got the power to change the world. 
Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to miracles in recovery to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org now back to this week's show so before the break we were talking about add adhd eieio um, yeah, okay. and you know, for the lo- for the longest time, and and I can still revert back. I can still, you know, if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm in a bad way, I can still negatively justify that Ritalin was the you know the the uh, the thing that introduced me to uh, drugs and alcohol. The bottom line is is that I was susceptible to do that anyway. Right. You know, it was it the way that I the way that it was structured. Back in 1973 or 1974, whenever it was that I started taking it, it was structured a little different. I took it on. I took it school days. I didn't take it on Saturday and Sunday. I didn't take it on holidays. I didn't take it on, you know, school vacations or so anything. So you're withdrawing like that. on the weekends. So I was withdrawing on the weekends, and uh, not that I was aware of it. Right. You know, I didn't. Get, you know, I didn't get a physically runny nose and this that. Right. Who, who knew? Um. So yes. Did that did that open up something to to justify use? Yeah, but you know, today I today I still deal with ADD. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I still hear I I still hear swishing in my ears. I still hear uh, you know the dogs panting. I hear you know the candle flame, right? Which is Nobody hears a candle flame. True, I don't. Right? <laughs> but but I hear a candle flame. I don't hear it. My mind just tells me that there's something. It's distracting. Right. And um, I've dealt with that for so long. So how can I justifiably say that that's what got me to where I was going? Because it would get me back there. Yeah, it's just it's a difference. I think yeah. in people. Some people can hear the candle burning, and some people can sit in a classroom and. And be studious and, and enjoy that. And I think what has happened over the last, oh, I don't know, maybe since public schools got started, is that the traditional way of learning that I was very good at mm-hmm. is the only way that people think is any good. And they don't teach the way that other kids need to be taught. And there are a lot of kids that need to be taught that way. Oh, like me. Right, like exactly. And, exactly. It's just yeah. it's just a difference in the way our brains work and the way we learn. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't mean that you're defective, but I think a lot of people thought they were. No, I yeah, I think I was a little more uh, mechanically inclined. Than, right. Yeah, which which well, is, which yeah. I'm not, yeah. and yeah, more athletically inclined. Uh-huh. I'm 
you know, so I always got the school accolades and I was the good kid and all that stuff. Whereas my kids were squiggling around, talking too much, you know, couldn't learn, couldn't make the grades and yeah. felt bad about themselves. And I didn't understand them either. It's like, what? Why yeah, don't you that was, sit that in was school so and listen? Yes. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I think so many things happen to us when we're little that maybe can lead to feeling less than and the need to medicate. Well, we had that Dr. Uh, Salyer on, and if you remember, he said that children in the third trimester right. experience, was it mood? Yeah, oh, and yeah. they and they can hear, you know, yeah. there's arguing they, and yeah. stuff going on. So. Yes, so, you know, even from that point, you know, things can be happening. Yeah, exactly. And... As parents, you know, we're busy and just trying to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes maybe maybe I didn't give my kids what they needed. I don't know. You yeah, know, I tried, but, you know, I was distracted because I had to work full time. And, it, you know, it's very difficult. They were in daycare. That can be good or bad, depending on the experience. I think my daughter loved it because she mm. liked the social aspect. My son didn't. You know, he actually came to me one day with a solution. Mom, just stop working and stay <laughs> home with me and everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Because he kept getting kicked out of daycares. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because he would play too rough and, you know, he didn't yeah. know. Yeah. He really didn't know. He was just having fun and it, it wasn't working out. You know, mm-hmm. in a social situation, sometimes things just didn't work for him. And I don't know. It Life is yeah. You know something? If you it, it, like with everything else and anything else, you know, I tried to overanalyze everything. Why? 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 Why yeah, did I too. do this? Why did I me do too. that? What? And and what I did was uh, I I I shit all over my day by doing right. that because I wasn't giving myself the full opportunity of embracing that day. I was right. worried about what I did yesterday. So for me today, I try not to analyze why something happened or why I did something. You know the the what is it a react uh, the reaction to the stimulus or is it something like that I don't know you're out there Bill text me um, <laughs> uh, what what I try to do today is I try to live life on life's terms so if I open up the door and it's raining out like it was today right do I walk out like it's sunny. No, you, no you, have to, you have to recalibrate and recalculate what it what it is and how you're getting to that car. True, getting the least amount of raindrops on you. Is it? Do you grab an umbrella or do you run like hell? Well, you in Florida, I mean? you run like hell because it's going to stop. You're standing at the door in the rain, yes. analyzing it, getting it wet, getting wet. So, yeah, well, and yeah. that would be me standing at the door, analyzing it, getting wet, because yeah. that's what I do. And yeah. and you're right. It is it is kind of foolish to spend a lot of time wondering why when let's just deal with what's going on now. Right. And, and you know, th- that's for me, that's the best way to be able to stay on life's terms. You know, if if I went kicking and screaming and I questioned everything that I did, I would probably find myself laying in bed days on end watching TV, not wanting to get out of bed because I would overanalyze what it is that I do. And I, and, and I could do that like anyone else. I can, I can ruin my day just by 
putting myself in a situation I don't belong in, uh, embracing, allowing someone. There was something that I read, and it was I might say it wrong, but but I'll ultimately get it. It said, "Why would I take praise from someone I wouldn't take criticism from?" That's very interesting. Right. Right. So I guess that can go the other way as well. Why would I take criticism from someone I wouldn't take praise from? Right. But nobody ever thinks about it. Nobody flipped on its no, side that way. Because what happens is, is we we key on. I, I I've said it before. There could be four hundred people in a room, and if there's one person that doesn't like me in that room, who do I key on? That person. That one Instead person. Instead of, wow, all these other people like me. Today, I try not to do that. Right. I, I'm fully aware that that one person's there, but I try not to do that. And, right. And, and I'm pretty successful at it. Well, what I would be doing is trying to make that person like me. You don't like me? Yeah. Okay, let's figure out why. And come on now. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. That would be my problem. The people pleaser comes out. But, you know, that's, that's all part of it, too. That's oh, all no, part of it, too. So. It's part of the family dynamic. Yeah. Guarantee there's a people pleaser in there somewhere that's going to try as hard as they can to make everything okay, even if it isn't, instead of dealing with the nasty parts. What's going on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I did learn that a long time ago. You you must take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else. And, yeah. you know, bending over backward to cover up stuff that really probably needs to be exposed and dealt with mm-hmm. is not going to work. You know, that there's one thing, you know, that they say in meetings, they say, you know, the most important person is the newcomer. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I always said, that's crap. I'm the most important person <laughs> right. here, right? But now now I have to worry about checking my ego at the door. Am, am I being honest saying I'm the most important person in here? Is it my ego driving me to be better than, you know? Possibly. Yeah. I I do know that wherever I go, without me, I have nothing. Right. You know, so I, I need to stay the best individual that I can give my world. And how I do that is I, I try to stay clean and sober and of sober thought. Right. You know, because because you can be you can be abstinent. And still be miserable. True. You know, and, and you have True. to be and there of, are of plenty of people that are. Mind. Yeah, I, I think you can stop without working on yourself mm-hmm. and, and realizing that we're all blessed in so many ways. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's very hard to see those blessings, but they're there. Mm. You have to look for them and, and be grateful for even the littlest things. Right. Well, I mean, they, they, we just burnt up another hour of everyone's year. There we go. Yeah, we did it again. And I'm grateful that we could share our message, and it wasn't a mess. Right. I always listen to. I always when I when I when the show's over, I always like have to wait until the tape comes, and then say, "Man, did we mess that up again?" <laughs> <laughs> but we never seem to do. And with that. With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Stay blessed, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. 
Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.